Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be talking about how this podcast came to be, as well as all the Olympic gold medal action for both the men's and women's team. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, so a lot of people been asking me, why do a basketball podcast? Why you do one? Well, basically, I've had a lot of experience over the years. Well, at fandom, of course. Uh, watching basketball, I've been watching since 1980. Um, my team back then was the Knicks, still is now. So... As the show goes on, you'll see kind of a Knicks slant to it, but it'll be basically on a national level as well. But, um, yeah, I've been watching since about 1980 or so. Of course, my father influenced me as well as my uncles and my uh, brothers as well. We started watching as well, uh, probably about the same time my older brother, probably before me. So, um yeah, so I've been watching. I've seen the ups and the downs. I've seen the league on a uh, tape delay Friday nights. I've seen the evolution from Bird and Magic to Jordan. And then you had the um, just all the different LeBron coming into the league. You had the the Kobe era as well so I've seen the metamorphosis of the NBA so I think I'm able to break that down pretty well and from a fantasy perspective I've been doing fantasy sports since 2010 but the NBA as far as fantasy goes I was doing that about 2012 actually it was basically on a whim um I was at work with a co-worker, and, um, Lon Gelman, in fact, and he was in a fantasy f- uh, basketball league with a bunch of other guys, and he was telling me about it, how great it was and whatnot. So um, I said, you know what, let me try my hand at this. And I tried it and just been doing it ever since, faithfully ever since, and have pretty good success at it. So, um I think, again, I bring a unique perspective to it, and um, and basically, it'll be a lot of uh, fun on this show. Um, we'll cover everything, break it down to a fine powder, so uh, get ready and let's get into it. So let's talk Olympic men's basketball. As we saw, the USA won their fourth straight gold medal, beating the France team. And uh, I know a lot was said about the Olympic team. They weren't taking it serious. We saw an exhibition play. They lost to Nigeria. We all can't forget that block by Precious Ochoa on KD, we saw that, and then we saw them lose to Australia as well, so everybody was talking gloom and doom, and then, of course, we saw them 
lose in the first game to France. So uh, everybody was sounding sounding the alarm. But uh, Greg Popovich, who's the coach there, um, he kept him at bay. He um, made all the necessary moves that he needed to make, the motivation he needed to give those guys, and they righted the ship. And they ended up getting gold. So uh, kudos to them. And in that gold game, it was a close game too, by the way, uh, 87-82. Um, of course, KD doing KD things. Kevin Durant put up 29 points with six rebounds, three assists. He had three three-pointers made and threw in a block as well. So, uh, And basically accounted for a third of the points scored by the uh, the, the men's team. And then you also had contributors like uh, Jason Tatum, who had a fine game, 19 points, 7 rebounds. He had three three-pointers made as well as in a steal. And, of course, to get a win like this, you need some unsung guys to step in there and give you solid play. And they got that from two guys, uh, Drew Holiday and Bam Adebayo. Drew... Gave them 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, a block, and an assist. But the most important thing was he played stellar defense on Evan Fournier. Uh, limit, limiting him to um, f 5 field goals out of 15 shots made. So, uh, And definitely he was off from 3 point range as well. 2 for 9 from 3 point range. Again, that's a credit to Holiday playing that stellar defense. Um, and we saw in the playoffs how he contributed on that end for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you got to remember, he came to the team late because of the Bucks championship run himself and Chris Middleton. So um, he had to get himself acclimated with the squad and so forth. So um, they said in that goal game, they just said, Holiday, just go deal with Fournier, and he did just that. Um, and we know of his stellar defense because um, he's the one that caused, ironically enough, uh, KD to take that, what was what ended up being a two-pointer instead of a three-pointer to uh, it tied the game instead of winning the game for the... Uh, Brooklyn Nets when they faced off in the second round of the playoffs. So, um, again, hats off to Drew Holiday for having a solid game, is, but most importantly, playing that solid defense. And then, bam, out of Bayou, um, six points, six rebounds, four assists, but most importantly, he had three blocks and a steal. So, he, he played a pretty good defense inside. Um, which was important for the USA team. And um, he, he really stepped up there. So um, hats off to him as well. As far as the France team goes, Evan Fournier did lead them in scoring, along with uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, Fournier had 16 points, but again, he struggled from the field. Five out of 15 um, with two from nine from... Three-point range, three rebounds, two assists. Um, Rudy Gobert, he had he went five for five from the field, but he 
<laughs> they sent him to Atlanta an awful lot. Um, he made six out of 13 free throws along with eight rebounds. So I thought it was a clever move, honestly, for um, for Greg Popovich, the coach, uh, to kind of let Gobert do a little something on offense um, because most importantly, he didn't have any blocks. So um, it seemed like Popovich made him go for his offense and he kind of forgot about his defense to be honest with you so um i thought that was a stroke of genius by pop so uh hats off to him and then nando decolo um led them in the backcourt with uh 12 points five rebounds seven assists and a steal so solid game for the men's uh olympics team so now you wait now for three years, and then you have the, them going back to Olympics in 2024. Uh, what will that team look like? Uh, I would say uh, probably not a lot of these guys from there will be on that squad. Maybe KD will come back. Maybe Lillard um, returns. Uh, Taysom, Jason Tatum, for sure, I think will be on the next team. Um, since he's got his first first taste of international play. So um, you have that. And um, I think guys like probably Curry may be back, uh, I would think, because um, you're going to need that solid guard play. So um, I think LeBron will be um, – he, he already declared he's not playing in the Olympics anymore. He's paid his dues. So um, – It'll be interesting to see who gets on that next Olympic team. But um, I think a guy like KD will be back, um, barring, you know, health um, playing a role in that. But um, definitely see somebody like that. So it'll be interesting to see the next team that gets formed. Not sure if Pop will come back to coach that team. So they'll probably be looking for a different coach, maybe us. Perhaps a Steve Kerr will coach them. I don't think uh, Doc Rivers will. Um, who knows? Maybe you get a guy like Bootenholzer maybe to coach that squad as well. Um, we'll have to see. But uh, things will be interesting for that next Olympics in 2024. Okay, guys, let's talk women Olympics hoops. Um, we saw the U.S. women's team win an unprecedented seventh straight gold medal. Um, they've been doing this since the 1996 team that heralded team that um, really set the stage, honestly, for... Uh, women's pro basketball in fact coming out of that Olympics you ended up with two leagues the WNBA and the WBL um, and then eventually the WBL um, the, you know became a defunct league and a lot of those players shifted over to the WNBA so um, yeah so that team really sets the stage for Women's play going forth. 
And again, some straight gold medal, the most dominant team oriented uh, squad for the U.S. Um, with their summer straight gold medal. Um, and this team pretty much had their way th all throughout. Um, in that gold medal game, they beat Japan, who was the host team. So um, definitely hats off to Japan for what they were able to accomplish. And I'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, but the women's team won 90 to 75. Um, pretty much, um, it was kind of close in the first half. And then, of course, the USA just stepped on the gas in the second half. Um, but the dominant figures was that front court. And to be honest with you, uh, there is no front court in women's basketball that can match the the three they have up front in Brittany Griner, Aja Wilson, and Brianna Stewart. Uh, Brittany Griner had a dominant game. She had 30 points. She scored 14 from 18 from the field, had five rebounds, two assists, three blocks, and a steal. She was locked in from, from the opening tip. And, uh, you know, she's been through a lot off the court but um she was she remained focused she knew she had to come out and dominate and dominate she did so uh definitely uh big ups to her aja wilson who you know coach dawn staley had her at her program at S south carolina and um she showed herself to be ready for prime time as well she scored 19 points eight for Eight for thirteen from the field. She had seven rebounds, five assists, and five blocks. Wow. Yeah, so she she dominated as well. And then there's Brianna Stewart. Oh man, she filled up the stat sheet. Fourteen points, fourteen rebounds, five assists, four steals, and three blocks. Uh she pretty much did it all for them. And um again. There's no front court in women's basketball right now that can com compete with those three. So definitely they were the huge difference in this game. And then you see um, both Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi get their fifth unprecedented fifth gold medal. Uh, they've been meddling <laughs> since, uh, I guess, since college. So, um, you know. Uh, hats off to them. They served their country well. Um, Sue Bird, she had seven points, three rebounds, three assists, while Diana Taurasi had seven points, six rebounds, eight assists, and a steal. So um, it's not like they were spectators. They were full participants in this, and uh, definitely hats off to them. Now, the question being asked going forward, because... Uh, they too will be getting ready for the Olympics in three years, 2024. What would that backcourt look like? Who would man the, who would run the offense there? Um, probably somebody like a couple of the ladies that are on the squad already can probably take over the mantle. Someone like Skylar Diggins-Smith, she can run the point, uh, Jewel Lloyd, she's another one. So um, 
they'll have to see once, you know, um, once, well, I think the front court will probably return more likely than not. So, uh, it's just that back court you got to get situated. So definitely those two ladies and, um, others as well will probably enter the mix. So, and continue this dominant run that uh, the ladies have been on. But they'll have to do it without the services of Coach Dawn Staley. She said uh, once, right after they won the gold medal, that she's stepping down. Now, remember, she's been associated with women's um, Olympic basketball since that 1996 team because she was the point guard on that squad. So... Um, so she's been, whether it's been as a player or as a coach, she's been associated with this program for the, for that seventh, seventh straight gold medal run. So she's done her time. So um, we have to see who will be the coach of the next squad. That remains to be seen. But um, I think um, whoever you install is going to have quite a program to run there and and kind of pressure as well to get that eighth straight gold medal. So, um, again, hats off to them. Hats off to the Japan, the host team, for um, for pretty much an improbable run throughout. Um, they were not the favorites by any stretch to reach the finals. So, um, they, they played within themselves. They played a system run um, offense. Not taking too many risks, a lot of outside shooting, uh, disciplined basketball. So that's a credit to them. Their captain Maki Takata, she had a fine game, 17 points, two assists and a steal. And Nako Motohashi, she had 16 points, five rebounds, four assists, four three pointers made, and a steal as well. So um. Again, hats off to Japan uh, for pretty much a run that no one predicted, but um, they were able to get that silver medal, which is great for that program there. So um, hats off to them. And like I said, with the U.S. women's team, um, Japan has uh, are kind of looking up. Can they carry that system into the... 2024 olympics that remains to be seen so uh we'll see what happens in three years with um the u.s team and the japan team so my peeps if you enjoy what you're listening to you can follow me on my facebook page gd that sports dude you also can follow me on instagram and tiktok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at that sports dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash GD That Sports Dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.